Welcome to the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. I'm your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon, and your host tonight. You know, we've all heard that childhood chant, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Really? Do you believe that? I think that in our culture today, we realize that this little childhood ditty simply is not true. Words can hurt. They sting. They shred. Negative words not only hurt, but those labels wind and weave their way into the core of our being, and they can destroy our self-esteem. It truly decimate our self-confidence. And if you're a woman of any kind of trauma, sexual trauma or sexual abuse, as a child, you've probably been struck down and wounded by damaging words that have been thrown by you. If you're a woman who has gone through perhaps a divorce or you went through a difficult time in your life where relationship was splintered, women that I've talked to that have been in support groups for one reason or another They all have shared different words. Maybe you recognize some of these from your own list. They've been called ugly and dirty, ignorant, clumsy. What about fat, damaged goods? You're crazy. You're you're a head case. You're unwanted. You're boring. You're unattractive. You're good for nothing. You're unforgivable. You're defective or gross. God doesn't love you. You'll never amount to anything. You're useless. You're a witch. And other words that rhyme with that. You smell. You're clumsy. You're a whore. I mean, so many labels, so many names, so many words. And if you've been called by any one of these names before or names like it, you know firsthand the damage that they do to your soul. And we have a propensity toward the negative. We meditate on the painful comments. We, we give a fortified place in our heart to those negative comments. And we're kind of wired that way to focus on what hurts. We internalize those lies and those labels. And we know the list of faults. And, and then we progress from hearing those degrading words to believing them. And once we believe those words and those labels said by either another or said by ourselves, because how many know so many times we will pick up where someone left off and we call our own self those names. You stupid, you idiot, you goof, you moron. We do. We attack ourselves. And when we begin to believe those words, they loom over us. They're almost like a, a jail cell guard. They flaunt their power. They flex their muscle. They talk intimidatingly to us. Those words and labels hold us hostage. We we try to break out and be something else, but we get pulled back and thrown into our jail cell, serving a lifetime sentence of defeat under the control and power of negative, demonic words and labels. You know, sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will break our spirit. Words crush our soul. Words have crushed. I've talked to women who tears are noticeably absent because now they're numb. They can't feel anymore because the words over the years have just crushed them. There's a 
story, a true story of a woman that I knew that as a young child she was dancing and playing as little children do and her mom who was a mean alcoholic was recovering from a binge the night before and she just yelled at her to stop. Just stop. Stop dancing. But mama, I'm dancing. I'm dancing for you. To which the mother yelled back, sit down and be quiet. Fat elephants don't dance. Wow. Words crush. Words break our spirit. You know, the uh, pretty spirit pink sponge that sits next to any sink. Have you ever been leery of the sink sponge? From a distance, a little buoyant pastel square appears really, really pretty. But if you could make a closer investigation, and trust me, you always need to investigate, you would typically notice that in any sponge, the stench alone is a warning sign. But that sponge is doing its job. It's created to absorb the loose fibers that are made up of a sponge. They, they're created with empty spaces so they can soak up whatever comes near it, whatever that sponge is in contact with. Uh, once wet, you know, that sponge will swell up and that moisture doesn't slosh back up. It's trapped inside of that sponge. In other words, the liquid is trapped and that sponge will hold it until it's forcibly squeezed and then whatever's inside of it will come out. And we think, oh, that's a great thing. But if it's sitting next to pure water, it'll absorb pure water. But if it's sitting next to poison, that sponge will absorb the poison. Well, there are psychologists that tell us that children are just like that sponge. They may look sweet and they may look pristine, but that little child's heart and spirit has been like a sponge. It's created with open places, empty spaces that are ready to soak up and pull into itself whatever it's in contact with. In fact, the sponge has no choice. It's designed that way. And children are no, no different. If they're exposed to encouragement and love, they absorb that. But if they're exposed to criticism or abusive words, they're going to absorb that. They have no choice. And not until life begins to squeeze them do we find out what's inside. Well, I want to encourage you today. I don't know what you've absorbed over your lifetime. I don't know what you've brought into yourself. But today is a day where I want you to start thinking about what's inside of you. What words have shaped you? What have you absorbed over the years that have formed you and pressed themselves into you and have created who you are today? Are those words of God? Are they truth? Or are they critical, fault-finding, negative labels that have birthed inside of you now an inner critic? Do, have you developed the habit of self-criticism? Do you ridicule and despise not only others, but yourselves? What's your dialogue that goes on with yourself? I want you to think about that as a result of this podcast and maybe some other things that the Holy Spirit is doing inside of you, but what is the conversation that you have with yourself? You know, psychologists tell us that the average person has thousands of uncomfortable 
conscious thoughts a day. Thousands, I mean, man, I can't wrap myself around that. Thousands of unconscious thoughts a day. And for a survivor, for me, or perhaps for you, or for anyone who's had trauma in their life, that may mean thousands of critical negative voices daily belittling you for your flaws and your failures and your frailties and the areas where your heart is fragile, wounded, and broken. You know, as children, we're already predisposed to believe that we're inadequate. Because we are inadequate. We, we're children. We need others to train us and to teach us. And without them, we are helpless. I mean, I, I couldn't sharpen a pencil or tie my shoe or make my breakfast. I couldn't ride my bike. I was inadequate. And it's normal to feel that way. But as we grow and as we come into adulthood, we're supposed to have those around us that will build into us and form us and shape us and train and teach us. But in adulthood, there are many who recognize that they had to teach and train themselves. And that feeling of inadequacy never went away. That you feel um, defective because you didn't know something. You had to teach yourself or you had to develop a coping skill that allowed you to function in your life, in your world. But the truth is that you don't really feel confident. You don't really know what you're doing. And that's had a lot of negative impact on you as you've been called names and you've experienced failure and you've experienced blowing it and screwing up, if you will. Your inner critic shows up on the scene. When you look in the mirror or you're trying to learn a new skill, or if your partner does something that irritates you, does your inner critic show up and just start screaming or, or name-calling or fault-finding? Maybe you've grown so accustomed to your inner critic that you don't even notice her anymore. But I'm guessing she's there. Is she demanding? Is she demeaning? Is she pushing you to do better? Is she scolding you when you don't? Is, is that inner critic reprimanding you for being so lame? Maybe you've experienced rejection and abandonment and fear and feelings of unworthiness and, and shame and you felt unloved and unprotected. All of those things could be true about you. But aren't you ready to be done with that? Aren't you ready to be set free from those negative words? Isn't it time to make a better choice and stop calling ourselves those names? Isn't it time to listen to the negative, critical conversation that you're having and just stop it? And start building yourself up. If you want to stay stuck in the rut of self-shame and scorn, you keep saying what you're saying. You'll never rise above the opinion that you have of yourself. In fact, your healing and your maturity is going to be waylaid and hijacked by those damaging, defeating words. Instead, instead I mean, I think it's just time to silence the trash talk, right? Stop trash talking yourself. Hush your inner critic. Tell that part of you, be quiet, go away. My dad's bigger than your dad. My papa God is, is bigger than this negative fault-finding spirit that's trying to talk into my ear. What does your inner critic say to you? What are you doing when that inner critic shows up? Have you listened? Become aware of the things that, that you're saying about yourself or, or that you hear those un, self 
sabotaging thoughts, those unconscious thoughts that are in your mind. It's time to think about what you're hearing and what you're saying and what you're repeating. Now, paraphrase those comments to a redemptive voice. For example, instead of saying, oh, you can't do anything right, you blew it again, say, you know what, good job, you just learned another way that this won't work, but keep doing it. You're going to find a way eventually that does work. Isn't that Isn't it time to affirm yourself? You know, if you had a girlfriend and you talked to your girlfriend the way you talked to yourself, I'm guessing you wouldn't have that friend very long. Or what about your spouse? If you talk to your spouse, and and hopefully you don't, you know, some of you might, but if you talk to your spouse the way you talk to yourself, your marriage wouldn't be very strong. This is where we need to learn to renew our minds. It's time. It's time to erase the messages of those unpleasant words, those experiences that hurt us, those emotions that trap us. It's time to erase that and renew the mind. And we can do it. Even though we do tend to cling to the negative and we quickly dismiss the positive, I'm going to challenge you to start dismissing the negative and cling to the positive. Instead of mulling over and ruminating on the painful information, how about meditate and ruminate and mull over the positive, the happy, the uplifting, those words that will eventually make you stronger and powerful and those things that are a positive experience for you. Start thinking and dwelling on those things. I encourage you to do that this week. Proverbs 23.7 says, As a person thinks, so is he. As you think deep inside of your heart, that's what you become. You literally draw to yourself what you think about. We often say it this way, what you think about, you bring about. It's true. It's called the law of attraction. When I dwell and meditate on something, the brain likes continuity. If I say to myself, you always fail, the brain will go about to prove that to be true. I'll find myself failing over and over again. It's not only scientific, it's biological, it's spiritual, it's emotional. The Bible tells us in Psalm 139, we are wonderfully and fearfully made. Our mind is incredible. Isn't it time to start telling your mind in your spirit, in your soul, what God's word says, you are lovable, you are forgivable, you are capable, you are valuable, you are able to produce, you are well able to overcome, you are intelligent, you are worthy, you're smart, you're talented, you're gifted. God has a purpose for your life. There are things that only you can do. You truly are special. And I don't mean special like, you know, oh, you're special. I mean, you really are a one-of-a-kind masterpiece that God has created just for himself. He loves you. And if you're not uh, convinced of that, man, that's a good starting place that you become convinced that God loves you unconditionally he is acquainted with you he desires a friendship with you god wants to be close to you god is someone who can be trusted 
You can lean on him. You prove him at his word and watch and see what God will do for your life. So this week, this is what I want you to do, girls. I want you to rid yourself of every negative word that you would meditate on or that you would speak out of your mouth. I want you to arrest it and realize these words are not God's words. These words are coming from your internal critic. They're coming from the enemy, Satan himself, who wants to keep you trapped in a low self-esteem. He wants to keep you trapped in a prison cell with those labels guarding you, mocking you, taunting you, saying, you can't break out of here. You're a loser. You can't break out of here. You're uneducated. You can never amount to anything. You're not talented enough. You're not smart enough. Stay right where you are in that jail cell and rot. You know, you've heard it. Maybe not quite like that, but we've all heard those voices and those negative comments. Today's your day to break out. If you've been struggling with thoughts of failure, thoughts of just quitting and giving up because the voices that come against you are so paralyzing, I want to pray for you today, and I want to pray that you will break out of that in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for my sister who's listening. I thank you that your word is yes and amen. Your words over her are, you can do all things through Christ because I am your strength. Your words to her, Lord, are, nothing is impossible when you believe in me, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you give her strength to overcome. You give her strength to run through a troop and scale over a wall. In Jesus' name, I speak victory and power and overcoming for her. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, I pray that this has been a blessing for you today. Sisters, I want to remind you that on November 7th, the Freedom Girls Sisterhood is going to have a conference. We're joining Tribes Church, and we will be having a conference on Saturday, November 7th at 8.30 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. I hope you'll all plan on making it. You can sign up and register at freedomgirlsisterhood.com or visit my website, dawnscottdamon.com. God bless you, ladies. I hope you have a great day. And to remember, living full and free because you are Freedom Girls. Amen.